Hey, welcome to the first episode of the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Dan Wildy, and I am joined by friend and lead pastor Robbie Severson. We wanted to start recording more content and conversations as an effort to try and encourage and equip our church midweek. We hope to cover a variety of topics as well as hear from others in our church. And today we want to talk about the importance of community when it comes to our discipleship to Christ. All right, Pastor Reverend Robbie Severson, what was uh, your highlight of the summer? Oh, man. Um, I wanted to joke and say sending my kids back to school, but that definitely wasn't my highlight. I like having them at home. Um, We camped a bunch this summer. Uh, We sent our kids to camp, and it was kind of a highlight hearing how camp was for them. But then we also went to Montana for my nephew got married. And that was a highlight, going to Montana, driving thousands of miles, seeing friends. We went to church at a church that we helped plant in Missoula. That was awesome. So, yeah, just lots of family stuff. That was all good. What was the highlight of your summer, Pastor Dan? My highlight was also going to Montana. So we went, uh, Taylor had her high school reunion, which was cool. But my highlight of the trip was I got to go hiking by myself in Jewel Basin, which is up in Montana. And there were mountain goats all on the trail and it was super cool and got to climb a mountain and my heart was I've full. I've been Jewel Basin. Yeah, but you haven't done this mountain. Yeah, but I've been there. You can see... Robbie's in-laws house from up top in the distance. Could you see it? Well, I don't know which one it was, but oh. it's down there somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. So highly recommend hike Jewel Basin. Yeah. Next time you're in Big Fork, Montana, for some reason. <laughs> so today we are wanting to talk about community, um, and the importance of it. So Robbie, what do you think? Uh, what is biblical gospel community? Um, I think biblical community is any time two or three are gathered in God's name. So, um, uh, I think community is anything that where there are multiple people that build each other up in Christ. Um, I feel like it can happen in a lot of different contexts. Um, so small groups, Bible studies. Um, I think you and I are having biblical community right now, interacting around the context of something that is biblical or uplifting. Um, so that's not a really like drilled in definition of what biblical community is, but I would say any sort of community that is um, helping us grow in our knowledge and stature with Christ and helping us um uh, to connect with Christ together. You tell me what you think biblical No, I think that was sufficient. Was it? No, but it was good enough. <laughs> Just kidding. You're, uh, the, you're the community pastor, so I want to know what you think. Well, we throw out terms like community, gospel community. Yeah. I think I think when we say like gospel community, biblical community, or, you know, fellowship we're essentially saying the same thing. and But what makes it different than like a social club is that it's based around Jesus. 
It's based around the gospel. Uh, it's built. It's based around building up the body. Not to say that time with believers always has to be deep, like theological questions. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but um, sometimes we can still uh, what we call fellowship may, might not actually be like a biblical view of fellowship. Um, you know, when we're we're doing more of uh, a social club. So I think our heart at Hillside is very much not to just be like, Hey, we're going to get together and, uh, just hang out and watch a movie. Although that's part of it, especially if it's like a good movie. Right. Like, like mighty ducks. Yeah. Mighty ducks. Knuckle puck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that we would be gathering, forming deep relationships, but also it being, you know, a time based around scripture, uh, focused on how do we grow, more like Christ, uh, through our deep relationships. So it's not deep relationships just for the sake of relationship. It's deep relationships that are built on the foundation of Christ. So question, and I know you're supposed to be asking the questions, but I am the host. What is the difference between Sunday corporate worship and biblical community or, or is there? I don't know that I would separate them. I think the the importance of, you know, you might say small groups, community groups, smaller gatherings like that, or is that people have more opportunity to exercise their giftings, right? Yeah. And so on a Sunday, um, Sunday gatherings are essential, important. I believe in them, but I also believe in, a, in creating spaces for you know, a non-pastor or a non-worship leader to be able to use their gifts to encourage the body where Sundays can be difficult. There are times to do that, but I think they're limited. Um, Yeah. Right. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was, um, you know, the Sunday morning experience is more of like a lecture style interact. Well, it's not a lot of interaction, you know? So, and I think, we, you know, we, you said last week, I think I said the same thing. We definitely stole it from Craig Rochelle probably, but we grow best when we grow together. Maybe we stole it from Anchor Church. I don't remember. We've heard it. Somebody came else. up with it. Yeah, I definitely didn't like, but the best way to grow together is when we're doing kind of what we're doing right now, where we're bouncing things off of each other. And so that doesn't always happen in a Sunday morning experience. I agree with you. I think like for whatever reason, God chose to use preaching to communicate truth. Um, so it's not bad. It's really good. But biblical communities can also, that is a biblical community, but also breaking it down into a smaller form can be really healthy for growth and just interaction. Would you say, I don't know why all of a sudden I turned into the interviewer here, but would you say that every single one of your relationships could be biblical community? Like every relationship well, inside the church or outside the church? Yeah, wherever you run into somebody, is it possible for you to be in biblical community everywhere? I mean, I think it probably would mean that you're... Inter- Let me say it this way. Every time you're interacting with a Christian, is it possible to have biblical community with another believer? Uh, I'd say, yeah. I think, right? No, like no matter, it doesn't have to take place in a structured environment for it to be gospel-centered, biblical 
community. I think there's a lot of beauty in the organicness of it yeah. too. Like where we, you know, in the church structure things just as a way to try to help people get plugged in. Um, but that doesn't mean if it's happening outside of the walls of the church, it's not, you know, me, me going to me getting a friend together for, for, to have over for dinner, you know, and like we're sharing life together is very much just as much biblical community as being involved in a small group yeah. setting. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, why would you, why is community so important in the life of a Christian? Why don't you go first? How long? As long as you want. <laughs> then it helps me think about if you say something awesome and then I'll be like, Oh, uh, I had that thought too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons and I have spent a lot of time on this. Um, so it's hard to condense, but just a few, um, reasons uh, would be, you know, all through, well, biblically speaking, all through scripture, we view, we see God and the early church as being intimately woven uh, with others. I've been going through a book with a few, like a med student and a couple of pre-med students, uh, Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. And it's all about how the, the beauty of the Trinity is that before the creation of the world, the father and the son were delighting in each other. Hmm. Like we read that in John. And so even God himself is deeply relational and being made in in the image of that. Mm -hmm. We are wired to be deeply relational. And I think, you know, we're seeing, uh, we're living in a unique time where we're obviously very connected um, online, but there's a, epidemic of loneliness and Mm -hmm. lack of relationship. I don't think us as men know how to have male friendships very well at all. And so, but all through scripture, like we're commanded to live out, um, you know, all these one another's in scripture, you know, love one another, uh, exhort, rebuke, encourage. And, um, so we need to be in relationship in, in order to do that. Um, to, to even live out the word of God, to be, you know, to come and, and hear the word and learn, but then actually be doers of the word, not just hearers. And so that's just one of many, uh, reasons that, that I would say it's so important. Yeah. I think one more and then I'll, I'll let you go, but you know, passage that we've talked that, that has really formed our philosophy of ministry a lot, um, is that passage in Ephesians four um, that talks about the 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 job of the leaders of the church is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, mm-hmm. right? And so, meaning that that Robbie isn't the only one called to ministry at Hillside. Yeah, every Christian is called to ministry, and so and, and it's in the context of doing ministry to build up the body of Christ, and so you know the farmer uh, that's not a vocational pastor is just as much called to, to ministry and building up the church as we are. And yeah. so, um, the was impor- that a hypothetical? Cause we don't have any, we don't have in our church. No, but if like somebody from Iowa's listening, right. Okay. Or wherever people farm, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. North Dakota. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep going? No. Um, but where we need, you know, 
everybody has a gift to build up the body. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs opportunities to exercise their gifts uh, and, and teaching and preaching is one of them, yeah. one of many. And so I think our, why we, why we emphasize community so much is because we want to help people in the church uh, live out a life of ministry amongst one another. Yep. I, uh, it actually prompted me what you're saying. That's why I wanted you to go first is like another one. Another is we can't experience healing outside of community. And I, I know a lot of times people would say that's insane. Are you talking about physical healing? Um, maybe, but I was actually thinking about James chapter five for whatever reason, because every, once a month, we'll, you know, call people up for prayer with our elders because James 5 says, you know, if, is anyone sick, bring them to the elders. But it, there's a part in James 5, um, verse 16, it says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And I was just thinking as you were talking, um, they're like, one of the cool parts of community, one of the things that got created in community is our ability to bring isolation and things that happen in darkness into light amongst people that we trust. I mean, you don't want to just go tell everybody everything all the time, but a lot of times exposing your sin like to light and bringing it to somebody else is going to produce healing. Well, you can't do that by yourself. You can't look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm really struggling with dot, 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 and then feel like healing is coming. So why is community important? Um, We get to carry each other's burdens. We get to confess our sins to one another. We get to be healed by confession. And obviously, like, Jesus is our righteousness, not our friends. But, um, But biblical community is so important because I can go to a person and say, hey, I'm really struggling here. They can carry that with me and pray with me. And the power of sin that happens in darkness and isolation is broken because of community, Um, which is just, I think, something we don't think about. We think about like friendship. We think about fun. We even think about growing in our knowledge and understanding of the word. But it's another one of those one another's. When mm-hmm. we confess our sin to one another, you know, the prayer of the righteous person helps, helps us to be healed. And part of that healing is just bringing sin into out of darkness and into light, being free from it. So that's cool. Yeah, that's good. I think another reason uh, is the importance of, of life together is seeing more, being around more mature Christians than we are. You know, like the importance of modeling in our growth of seeing, okay, on Sunday, we, you know, Robbie preached about, um, you know, love, uh, let's say we're doing a sermon on marriage or whatever, like how to love your spouse. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's one thing. Um, but then to actually see a more mature Christian, how they like the practicals of how they treat their spouse, Yeah. you know, certain things they do, how they sacrifice for them to lead. Um, or, you know, it could be any topic of how to handle your finances or how to forgive or how to, um, you know, live, uh, how to evangelize, how to do these things. And so for me to see, you know, the rubber kind of meets the road sometimes when I see, you know, I hear a sermon and then I see somebody like actually like how they live that out, Mm -hmm. you know, so much of, I think our growth comes from 
you know, oh, my old pastor used to do this or, oh, this person, I, you know, I really looked up to him because they lived this out this way or they, they, um, yeah. put this, this passage into action by the way they live their, their lives. And so the importance of, of learning and, and just, um, observing other believers, even without them saying anything, sometimes can be just the most encouraging thing for me to know, like, how to, how does this actually play out in real life? Yeah, that's good. Really good. What would you say um, if somebody says, if somebody said, why do I need community if I have Jesus? Isn't Jesus enough? I mean, I think there are, there's, I feel like you could answer that question multiple ways. Here's one. Is Jesus enough? Yes. Right? But uh, two, Jesus created the church. The body isn't just one person or one human. Or, and you're missing out on body life. Like what Jesus called his body, Christ's body, the church to be. So... No, I mean, is Jesus enough? Like if we, you just like pulled out just the audio of, if you were to ask me, Robbie, is Jesus enough? And I said, no. And somebody just isolated that. I'd be going to hell for a statement like that. Right. Be fired at least. Jesus is enough, but Jesus also created the body, uh, as more than just one part. And so you're missing out on your created purpose as Christ's body, the church under his headship to participate with a community of believers. The other thing I would say, and this is just like overwhelmingly practical, but, and and maybe it's just like the day we live in and this is just like my thinking. So if it's wrong, it's wrong. But historically, I don't think people lived far away from their family units. Mm -hmm. And, but that's not true anymore. We fly places, we drive places and, one thing that I think that is so cool inside of the context of the church is that like Christ has really given us new family. And so like we can help carry each other's burdens. This is back to that one another thing, but like even just so practically as like, Hey, uh, can I watch your kids or can I take your kid out on a birthday date or like things that, um, inside a biblical community you get to have, because Jesus has provided that for you. And so is Jesus enough? Yes. But are you shortchanging yourself from really all that Christ has for you inside a community when you're not a part of it? A hundred percent. You're missing out on a lot. So I don't know if that answers the question the way that you would answer it. So how do you, what do you say? What if someone were to tell you, Dan, isn't Jesus enough? I would answer it like a trick question. I just mm. thought of this. I would say, yeah, he is enough, but guess what? You're the body of him. So mm. boom. As in like you're isolating the head from the body of Christ. Like you're, yeah. yes, Jesus is enough, but guess what? We're part of his body. So um, it, it we're trying to separate something that was never meant to be separated. And I think mm-hmm. we live in a time where it's very easy to, you know, just listen. Uh, you know, we have so many sermons online and mm-hmm. teachers and um, it's easy to isolate yourself from like being in person with believers yeah. um, because you can get some of the best teaching, including yours, Robbie. No, that's baloney. But I, you're the next that one. was nice of you. You can stay. Okay. Oh, you, you you're can like Matt Chandler mixed with like 
Francis Chan <laughs> mixed with like uh, uh, Spurgeon. Yeah. Or if you ask my kids, I'm just the most boring person that you've ever heard talk for 35 minutes. So. Yeah. That's only their perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really easy to, to want to disengage with the body um, and maybe even be really well-meaning or maybe, you know, there was a, there's a whole nother can of worms, but maybe there was a church hurt yeah. thing uh, that makes you just very keep people at arms. Uh, what's it? Arms reach. Arms length. Yeah. Arms length. Arms length. And just kind of try to do your own thing. Um, you know, and I, th- I heard, I think one pastor said the problem with uh, just me and Jesus is Jesus because Jesus lived a life very integrated with people. Yeah. And so it's hard to, how do you live a life um, like Jesus, but not they're wanting to live a life with Jesus, but not wanting to do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And so he obviously lived a very relational life as did all the early church. Yeah. Um, I don't know when this podcast is released. So, but this coming week I'm preaching from Psalm one, which, uh, it's the, it starts by saying, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. And I think that's interesting. And just sort of what you were saying prompted me to think like, like if you're not, if, Somebody says, is Jesus enough? Can it just be me and Jesus? But they're still in relationship with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And the I think like Psalm 1 just prompted me to think like, if you're not in relationship with believers, who are you in relationship with? And it doesn't mean don't be friends with non-believers, but sure. if you uh, immerse yourself in the cu- culture of the wicked and walk with the sinner and sit with the scoffer, then eventually... You know, the way we think dictates the way we live, which dictates who we love. And eventually we may end up walking away from Christ altogether if we're not in the context of community because we're in the context of the wicked. And um, I don't mean that to sound like um, a jerk that there's wicked people and there are Christian people. I mean, we are all sinners, but those of us that are saved by grace through faith are the ones that can help each other continue to walk by faith. And so, yeah, is Jesus enough for sure? But if you're not walking with other believers, who are you walking with? It could be bad. Yeah, and because we're, I tried to say this on Sunday, I don't know if I got it out right, but like we're all being formed by something mm-hmm. and molded into something. Yeah. And so I, for me, like I need a community of believers to keep me on track of like, growing in Christ. Yeah. Cause the, the tent, the, you know, it's easy to think like, Oh, I won't be influenced by the culture in a negative way or social right. media or whatever. But the, the, the undercurrent of that is very strong. And so to not gather on a Sunday or to not gather midweek in a community group, um, is very, I think very dangerous of, of we're being formed into something. Yeah. If depending how we spend our time, who we surround ourselves with, what we fill our minds with, yep. we're either being formed more like Christ or away from Christ. Yep. I don't I don't think there's a middle ground of just not growing either way. Right. And so I think that's the point important of like importance of surrounding ourselves with 
gospel community. Right. And you don't drift into godliness, but you can drift the other way. So one, one has to be intentional. The other, it could just happen. Yeah. I think the other thing that is important because we just made like, the Bible does it a lot. Righteous, unrighteous, sinners, righteous, wicked, you know, holy, goat, sheep. So it's not like bad to separate people out based on their faith in Christ. But I do think it's important to note this, especially if you're like, oh, should I be in biblical community? These guys are saying anyone who's not a follower of Christ might lead me in the wrong direction. I just want everyone to know, myself included, that it's actually Satan who would love for you to not be in biblical community, who would love for you to be led astray. And it's not like the people of this world are the enemy. It's not at all. Satan is, and people are blinded. And so he's the one that is using the situations we're in that are worldly to pull us away from Christ. And so I would, I just think it's important for us to note that our enemy is Satan and he would love a lot for us not to be in biblical community because he knows that in those contexts we hold each other up. Mm-hmm. Even the importance of correction, like rebuking mm-hmm. one another in love. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we don't like that. You talked about confessing, you know, your sins to one another, James. We don't like that either. Yeah. Um, but we all have blind spots. Yeah. Right. We all have areas. Um, you know, you, you experience this when you get married for the first time where you think your habits are normal. Yeah. And then very quickly, somebody points out this hypothetical, not us, but like probably you and Julianne, you know, not us. No, somebody out there. What's the hypothetical? Just like, uh, you, you have these habits that you don't even think about Mm. until you start doing life with someone. Right. And then they come to the surface because they're like, why do you, you use hot water for your toothpaste? That's disgusting. Right. Um, but things like that, but in a, you know, community sense there's there's issues um i still need to work on that maybe i'm not even aware of until i start getting close to people and people actually see you know how i live my life how i treat my wife how i treat my kids all these Mm -hmm. things um that i've just maybe been living with for years and i don't even realize and so there's once we can build trust uh with people and and have that that intimacy and life on life where they can actually come to me in confidence and no, I'm not going to yep. blow up on them. Uh, and, and, you know, call, call something out in me that I don't even see. Yep. That's really good. Pastor Dan, it actually made me think of this story when I was young and first married. I don't even know. Julianne probably doesn't even know this, but where this man pulled me aside, I was at a wedding. We were staying in the same hotel in Billings, Montana. And he told me, Ravi, I don't like the way you're talking to Julianne. And we were just newly married. He went to the church that I worked at. Um, And it sort of shocked me that one, that he would say that to me, but it also too made me think, because I trusted him. He was older. He was watching me. We were part of the same congregation. And uh, he definitely had passports speaking in my life, but it made me think, gosh, I need to change the way I was probably just snarky or snippy with her and um, that is huge. That's huge. And, you know, you, you don't see the like spiritual benefit of it immediately, but like the way a husband treats his wife is very much reflective of 
how Christ loves the church or should be, and it affects your children, it affects the people you lead, and so that's good, Dan. We being in community helps us to see our blind spots. Yeah, because we all we live in a time of putting our best. Yeah, you know our highlights on social media. Yeah, um, we can wear a f- certain face for so long, maybe even at church on a Sunday. Yeah, but as we get integrated in like life on life community. Uh, very quickly, you know, we, we have to start dealing with some of these, yep. the, the real us, not just the Instagram us. What does it look like to be involved in community at Hillside? So we, uh, there's a few ways, but one of our main emphasis, emphasis, is I think the second one, yeah. Yeah, is community groups. And so community groups are uh, a smaller collection of people that meet, in most meet weekly, um, to spend time studying the word together. Some of them, you know, we incorporated in our group a meal first, just spending time eating together and enjoying one another and then diving into a discussion around the passages that we studied or that we went through that Sunday. Um, So Robbie's preaching, you know, through Matthew five last semester. Um, And so then we're unpacking that, you know, ours was on a Monday. We're unpacking that. Hey, how, what is, how do we live this out in our real life? What, What do you think about this? And so, um, trying to help the rubber meet the road on the word and community. And so, um, and then we have other things going on. We have some, we have uh, Bible study fellowship, uh, which is a women's study on Tuesday nights. And then we have some other Bible studies throughout the week, as well mm-hmm. as uh, opportunities for youth and kids to get involved in the life of the church. Yeah, and that too. might be important to say too, just kids community on Wednesday nights for, um, I believe, three through fifth grade. And then youth group on Sunday nights from six to seven thirty. Both of them are from six to seven thirty, and it's for kids grades six through twelfth grade. Because everybody needs community, not just grown men and women, but those kids too. So that's a good one. So if you're interested at all in any of that stuff, hccvermillion.com. Check it out. So that is why you need community. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hillside Church Podcast. If you have a question to ask or a topic you want covered on an upcoming episode, you can text PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to 55498. That's PODCAST to 55498.